<clears throat> hey, this is Chris Comments. Welcome back. It's the show Common Sense on Common Ground. No matter what the subject. Uh, first subject, football. And I know that sounds weird coming from somebody that's been doing nothing but politics and social issues. However, and I'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, first things first. Yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys fight with the New York Giants, uh, number 28, Tony. Okay, before I get into it, I'm going to clarify this one thing right here and now. Dallas Cowboys is one of the most hated sons of guns teams, football teams in the NFL. Uh, and, and it's not without any real reason. There is reason. But for the record, we're always getting tackled in the worst ways. We're getting slammed, crunched, crushed, pushed, tripped, tackled down by multiple dudes, slammed. And almost every harsh manner that can be done, okay? Cowboys has to deal with that. Cowboys always get brutally punished out on the field, okay? But you don't see us jumping up and crying about it. Like the way that happened with that New York Giants guy yesterday. It's October 11th, Sunday, October 12th. This guy, Cadarius, Cadarius Tony, Cadarius Tony, Try zigzagging out of three Dallas Cowboys that were going to tackle him down. He gets caught. He gets stopped. And he gets thrown into the ground in the, along in, in, as part of the tackle. Okay? That's nothing. Okay? Cowboys gets that to them, get done to them all the time. To this day. We're and we're poked fun of. Okay? We're poked fun of. I'm still laughing at that meme from 10 years ago. Or, well, five years ago. Five years ago. When, when uh, a meme showing a, a scene from Boys in the Hood with these little kids going, Hey, want to see a dead body? And you scroll down and it's Tony Romo lying down on the, in the field all crunched and knocked out of his spine, knocked out of place, you know, and I'm still laughing at it because it's still freaking funny. It's still freaking funny because we're always getting crunched. We're always getting slammed, you know, we're always getting injured and, and, and slammed to the ground. That's just the way our team is. And it goes, it goes without saying as well, the anger towards the, the Cowboys. And I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, an example, the playoffs, okay? Dallas Cowboys will almost always make it to the playoffs, round one, round two, you name it. We'll almost always make it there. However, it's not without smacking down teams that were supposed to be or expected to be or projected to be, predicted to be, no-brainered to be making it to the playoffs if not the finals okay all these teams are always expected to be and it doesn't matter what it Cleveland 
freaking Denver, freaking Atlanta, Chicago Bears. I mean, it doesn't matter who. The Vikings. There's always some teams out there. The Bills. There's always some team out there that's expected to be uh, in the finals to fight for the Super Bowl until they make it to round one of the playoffs or before round one of the playoffs. Before they make it to the playoffs and they have to face the Dallas Cowboys. Okay? Uh, as, a, as a true Cowboys fan, we don't expect them to always make it to the Super Bowl. And we're not always surprised to see them punishing people who underestimate the Cowboys and wind up not even making it to round one of the playoffs. It's no surprise to us Cowboys. All this hype, all this anger, all this all this crap where you where the announcers are praising these teams, you know, uh a Dallas Cowboy player got past the defense and made 15 yards, a 15-yard run. You know, in the review, the announcers, no matter who it is, even, even the former Dallas Cowboy, Troy Aikman, will say, yeah, that was a good play, but you know, the defense has their own selves to blame for such an elite team uh, to not be able to stop that Cowboy, you know, that's a mistake on their part. I'm sure it's not going to happen again. Now you get, we get this all the time. Even back in Troy Aikman's day, announcers would always spit on the Cowboys. Not look at this ingenious play, like the way it would be once a, an opposing team runs past the Dallas defense, makes 15 yards, and gets tackled down. And in the review, they say, look at this ingenious play that this guy did against the Cowboys. Look at this ingenious play. Made whole 15 yards. Wow. I tell you, that's a true American player. That's a true American ball player right there. There's no stopping to that guy. He's just incredible. Okay. You see the hypocrisy. We've seen it all our lives. Even during Troy Aikman's days. And that sack of shit is doing exactly what the rest of the uh, announcers have been doing. Even throughout his days, he's now the announcer and doing that kind of crap. So when you go fast forward all the way to yesterday, October 10th, 2021, you get this player that thinks he's so badass, he can zip past three Dallas Cowboys, gets caught, and in the processes of getting tackled, get slammed into the ground, you're not supposed to think anything of it. This sorry sack of shit, uh, Kadarius Tony, jumps up and punches the guy that throws him down, who's uh, number eight, DeMonte Kazee. DeMonte Kazee slams Kadarius Tony down to the ground. Tony gets upset. He cries like a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> And he throws a punch at, at uh, DeMonte Kazee. And it's the most sissiest little bitch punch in the world to uh, DeMonte Kazee's helmet. It's, it's, it's like looking at, it's like looking at uh, Blazing Saddles where the guy's going, Oh, you vicious brute, to the big cowboy. And then crying on his shoulder. Oh. 
And the cowboy's going, there, there now. It was kind of, it was that ridiculously silly to see Tony of the New York Giants, Kadarius Tony, throw a punch, the weakest bitch punch ever, to DeMonte Kazee, Dallas Cowboys, DeMonte Kazee. And get this, he did it for getting slammed into the ground. And what does DeMonte Kazee do? He grapple holds Tony and slams him into the ground again. <laughs> he slams the guy down to the ground again. And Tony is just struggling, trying to get out of the grip of the, of, of Kazee. He's just, <laughs> you can see his feet kicking. He's, he's, he's trying to wiggle and all this other stuff. And while this is going on, some Giants uh, players and some uh, Dallas Cowboys players, they start pushing each other around. And this one big guy named Hernandez on the Giants uh, team, he stomps over there, tries pushing back some Dallas Cowboys. Hernandez, I forgot his first name, but Hernandez, this big stocky player who thinks he could just mow through everybody, winds up getting pushed back 10 yards, you know, you know, stumbling back and struggling and, and, and what the hell? <laughs> Cause he can't, he can't just bully the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I could not see who those guys were, uh, who the Dallas Cowboys was. There was one that he had a strong grip on and one that had a strong grip on him. And they just wound up, you know, pushing him back uh, 10 yards away from the fight where Tony, uh, Kadarius Tony, was struggling for his life against T DeMonte Kazi, who grapple held him and slammed him into the ground twice. <laughs> yeah, it was just stupid. And I, and I got to bring it up. I got to bring it up. And I got to, I got to defend my Cowboys because one that's what happened and two if i if nobody steps up to to defending the cowboys everybody gets away with claiming the winner but uh with claiming victim okay everybody gets the sympathy and the winners of the fight the dallas cowboys that slammed one guy twice and threw back a bully 10 damn yards 10 to 11 yards uh, threw back a bully, you know, they get accused of being the bad guys. And since those those are the Dallas Cowboys that slammed the star player of the opposing team twice and pushed back the bully that tried to bully the big fat, uh, the big fat guy, Hernandez, you know, since they got their butts whooped by the Cowboys, well, obviously, every, and everybody hates the Cowboys, obviously everybody's going to say, oh, these Cowboys are horrible people. You know, so, yeah, I, I I have to stand up and defend my Dallas Cowboys. Sorry. But those guys were bitches. Kadarius Tommy threw a punch like a little bitch. Ah! And that big, fat Hernandez guy who thought he could bully, he got bounced back you know when he tried to push and roll over uh the dallas cowboys they said to hell with you and threw him back 11 yards 10 to 11 yards um 
And that's what finally calmed them down. You know, that's what calmed them down and stopped being little bitches. And that's the clarification of, of that story. Uh, subject two. Subject two. Biden becomes the first president to mark Indigenous Peoples Day. And I think that's fantastic. I think that's great. I of an indigenous descent uh, say it's about time. Now there's a, there's there's this. Uh, it doesn't come without any uh, dilemma, obviously, uh, and it's because it's because uh, it's the same day as Columbus Day, and we're removing Columbus Day and replacing it with Indigenous Peoples Day because Columbus was this uh, uh, land stealing, child rapist, gold stealing, um, and slave trading douchebag. You know, who wasn't even supposed to be there. He was supposed to find India. Okay? With this kind of correction, you know, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. But then you got the people that say it's an insult. Why? Because it's an insult to Italian-Americans. Really? Removal of a child rapist is an insult to, uh, to, to Italian-Americans. How in the world does that make sense? You know, you got a, a Boston uh, mayor, a mayor in Boston, Mayor Kim Janey, who made the same declaration as uh, Joe Biden. We already did it two years ago, two to three years ago, uh, uh, 2017, I think. So four years ago here in uh, Bear County, Texas, uh, San Antonio and the neighboring counties that 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 fit in Bear County District. Okay, we already declared this Indigenous Peoples Day uh, and removed Columbus Day. So to us, it's nothing new. Um, it's not even surprise. It's not even spectacular. Whatever. It's it's old news. Now in Boston, however, this year, Mayor Janey uh, declared it Indigenous Peoples Day in City Hall, and somebody in the crowd said. What about the Italian Americans? You know, expecting uh, expecting Janie to, to flinch. Um, even I thought she was going to flinch because she had just he had said that or she had said that just before, uh, right about the time that the mayor moved away from the podium to sit down at the table to sign the declaration, which she did very calmly and cool. And then Mayor Janie gets up, goes back to the podium. And says, the Italian-Americans have a rich culture and history that make America. And we have room to celebrate them along with the, with the indigenous people here in Boston. And that just received this roaring applause, you know, from everybody. And, and that makes sense, too. What doesn't make sense... Is this babbling bullcrap? But what about the Italian Americans? Really? Really? It's an insult to remove Columbus, the child rapist? Child rapist slave trader? Who even authorized it amongst his crew? He he turned to, he turned the other way. He said it was okay to let his crew rape and murder and you know and rape children, enslave them. Okay. This guy is no hero. You know, 
you really can see, you can't honestly say that you can't think of an Italian American that fits as an American hero. Is that right? I'm sure some of you are trying to jog your memory right now. Al Capone, no, that's not a hero. Okay, Lucky Luciano, no, that's not a hero either. What about Dr. Fauci, Anthony Fauci? I mean, I know y'all uh, don't like him because he's uh, pro-vaccination. But this guy is saving a lot of lives doing this pro-vaccination, pro-mask mandate, pro-hygiene. Wash your damn hands, you filthy people. Uh, not just you Italians, my Mexicans and my fucking, you know, all our whites and blacks and everybody. Everybody that doesn't wash their hands after using the bathroom. Um, you, you know, Dr. Fauci is an Italian-American. And he's out here saving lives. Regardless as to whether or not you think it's it's a worthwhile cause. That's not, that's not relevant. Okay? If you don't want to talk about politics... How about uh, war history? Enrico Fermi. He was one of the guys that, that was part of the creation of the Manhattan Project. He was a physicist. He was an Italian-American. And he was a physicist. He was a scientist that took part in the Manhattan Project. He discovered new elements for crying out loud. That's not a good enough Italian hero? You have to look at the child rapist, Columbus. Is that right? How about an economical hero then? Huh? Lee Ayacocha. Lee Ayacocha. He's a rags to riches story. Started off as a uh, hot dog vendor. Okay? Selling hot dogs from a hot dog car down on the streets. Made himself all the way up to uh, autom automotive industry, uh, big time sales guy in the automotive industry, millions per year, rags to riches story, an Italian American, Lee Ayacocha. You know, you have to seriously not look at this guy and say that Columbus, the child rapist, slave trader, was your hero. Is that right? Am I getting that right? You're Italian. You answer that. Atownmytown.com. All one word. Atownmytown at gmail.com. I'll leave it in the posting. Send a message to me why any of these Italians aren't worth a damn by comparison to the child rapist, slave trading, douchebag of history named Christopher Columbus. Okay? What about Geraldine Ferraro? Okay, this is the first Italian-American congresswoman. And I understand that that's talking about politics. But try to notice the key words. Italian-American congresswoman. Okay? In a man's world. During the time when the men were bitch-slapping any kind of woman out of office. You know, in the voting booth. Okay? But she was the first Italian-American congresswoman to run for politics. That's not a good enough hero for you? A child rapist slave trader that didn't even discover a land that was already inhabited. That's your hero. Is that right?
Come on. Come on. Let's let's get real here. Let's get real. There's nothing wrong with Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> and to top it all off, let's be clear about this Indigenous Peoples Day. It's celebrating anybody with Indigenous roots, okay? There are Polynesian Americans that with Indigenous roots, with Indigenous Pacific Island roots, okay? There are... South American, Central American, North American indigenous people that can that uh, that we're celebrating here. It's not just Native Americans. There is a Native American Heritage Day in November. Okay? That's not the same thing. This is Hispanic Heritage Month. It's not the same thing. It's a branch off, sure. But it all falls under Indigenous Peoples Day. No differently than in the Christian world. Okay? No differently than the Christian world. Halloween is coming up. That's not a Catholic holiday, but it is a Christian holiday. Halloween, the day you dress up to scare away evil spirits, antichrist spirits. That is a Christian holiday. Thanksgiving is another upcoming holiday. Not so much a Catholic one. I think it's a Presbyterian one, I think. Or a Baptist. I can't remember. But that is also a Christian day. St. Patrick's Day. Now that is a Catholic Christian, okay? That's Catholic Christian's Day. That's true. But it's a Catholic Irish day of Christianity. And the list goes on and on. And then it all, it's all celebrated, each and every individual specific type of Christian is, cele is celebrating the one main root, which is Christ's birthday, Christmas holiday. Okay? Now, using that analogy into this culture, Indigenous Peoples Day, this is a celebration for everyone that's indigenous. This is a good day. It's a celebration for everyone. Not everybody is Native American. Not everybody is Hawaiian. Despite the fact that we have Native American powwows. Despite the fact that we have uh, um, Aloha Fest and Luau's. Okay? This is a good thing. And it's replacing this stupid icon of history, this bullcrap icon of history who was nothing but a child rapist slave trader that did not discover a land because it was already inhabited. He came across a uh, already inhabited place by mistake. You know, it, it's time to move up into the 2000s. It's time to move up into the second millennia and just get straight to correcting everything. This is a great correction. Indigenous Peoples Day. This is a great, great correction. October 11th, it doesn't interfere with anybody else's thing. And it replaces a huge mistake, a huge historical mistake in history.
Excuse me. And now we come to the third subject. Okay, the third subject. We already got sports, a social subject. We got a social issue. Indigenous people's day out of the way. Now we're going to do a global one. Okay, something that might affect us really, really bad. Taiwan is not bowing down to the CCP. I repeat, Taiwan is not bowing down to the CCP. This is good. Um, many of you who have listened to my show know my strong feelings toward the CCP. I've already given examples of, of a few times that they've done some very bad things. You know, they've, uh, they've killed quite a few people, starting with their own. Um, and I'll give you an example. They have a river called the Yangtze River. It's famous for a battle called, the, called Red Cliff. Well, it's not, that, it's not called Red Cliff, but the, the site where the battle took place is at Red Cliff. It was a really, really cool battle where a tyrant who tried taking over the country underneath the king's nose got stopped at this location at the Wu Kingdom, which is located at a place nicknamed Red Cliff. And that loss had a domino effect uh, of his dictatorship into, into crumbling. And that was a pretty cool story. <clears throat> now, that was in the year 200 AD. 208 AD. Jump up, you know, to 21, uh, to 2021 AD. Uh, oh, excuse me, 2020 AD. And there's a dam that was placed on the Yangtze River that crumbled. The CCP knew that that dam was going to crumble. They did nothing about it. The When it crumbled, the water flooded the area of the Yangtze River and all of the people by this time, a populated, uh, populated towns along the Yangtze River got flooded out. About 200,000 people died in that flood, okay? This is done by the CCP, who's also enslaved uh, a culture, an Asian culture called the Uyghurs. And the Uyghurs were arrested, enslaved, uh, and some have disappeared and all this stuff. A lot of people died. And this is aside from killing so many uh, Indians, the Hindus over there in, the, in India, at the India... Uh, at the India-China border. This is also aside from the Tibetans that had to suffer through the CCP and uh, further on to the other side of China captured and took over Hong Kong after the British moved out attacking uh, Hong Kong civilians arresting them, killing them um, Heading out into the oceans, the Philippine Islands, uh, where they disguised their battleships as fishing vessels and attacking fishing vessels of the Philippines. 
and now they're focused on Taiwan. Now, the Philippines thing might sound kind of weird to you. It doesn't to me, because a lot of tilapia that comes into the States is actually coming from the Philippines. You know, we see it in our grocery stores, sure, as packaged fish and all this other crap, and we don't really think much of it. Because, I mean, it just doesn't taste as good as fresh water or fish fresh out of the, the, the sea here on our states and all this other stuff. But that's, you know, that's still not the point. The fact of the matter is, is that our fish uh, industry, our frozen foods and all that, doesn't just come from, you know, local areas. It comes from overseas as well. The Philippines is one of them. And their industry is being attacked by the CCP. And if there's any overall reason for this, they have one. They call it reunification, where everything was all at one time China or Asian. You know, all Asian was under Chinese rule or, or China. And taking over their lands and their islands and their mountainous areas you know is what they are meant to do it's what they think it's what they believe despite the fact that it comes with heavy resistance and a lot of casualties now here's another very very uh, morbid fact China under the CCP rule has been a great market for body organ donors. I repeat, China under the CCP rule, again, not so much the Chinese citizens themselves, because the Chinese citizens, you know, they got no control over any of these people that are being killed, not even their own. But it's the CCP that is allowing organ donor, organ uh, market to pros to uh, progress and profit with, you know, whatever they, whatever we on the West want: hearts, kidneys, lungs, um, you know, livers. And it's starting to become, it became apparent as of, you know, well, it's became apparent a long time ago, but more and more people are starting to focus on this now. Now that so many uh, dead have taken place in just a couple of years, um, it's pretty obvious that a lot of these captives that are disappearing, um, a lot of prisoners that are disappearing, a lot of people that have died through floods and assaults and attacks caused by the CCP, it started to become more and more um, obvious that the organs that here in the West, that we here in the West are buying, are coming from the murdered uh, people that the CCP are producing. And that's a huge, serious upset. I understand this. But it's also a very reality, a real reality that has to be addressed. 
Okay, it, it has to be addressed. And now, as of this month, Taiwan leadership is making a declaration. They are not going to be a part of unification. They will not bow down to the CCP. And this is something interesting because of the simple fact that this could be the prelude to a war. Maybe World War III. Now I understand Taiwan is not a U.S. territory. But it is an ally. Japan is a U.S. territory. So China will send ships close to the Japanese sea border. But they won't actually try to mess with Japan. Uh, they won't try to fly, you know, combative jets over Japanese airspace the way that China is doing to Taiwan. They won't send battleships close to Japanese shores the way that they're doing it with Taiwan. You see a pattern here, don't you? You know, they're not disguised as fishing boats like the way they are in, in the Philippines. These are actual combative battleships. And they're, they're testing Taiwan's uh, capabilities. Now, Taiwan doesn't have... Taiwan has an army. It's really not all that, but they do have one. And they will use their army. And if they go to war with uh, China... It's quite possible we will also. And it might trigger uh, allied... Um, it might trigger alliances with the, the rest of the communist countries like Russia. As well as socialist countries like Afghanistan, Pakistan, Uzbekistan. Uh, and all the other um, countries that China is supporting. China is supporting the Taliban. So it's quite obvious that um, it's quite obvious that they might jump in the fight as well, which means we'll be also taking on the Middle East. So uh, that global issue, it sounds a little bit uh, horrific on the real side. But realistically, it has to be covered. It has to be mentioned. Okay. Um, it, and that is a very big, serious topic. I understand that. So, which is why I had to get the football thing out of the way first. I had to mention that first. Get that out of the way. I had to mention the Italian-American comment out of the way. Um, and I had to focus on this. Also, because this last subject, the Taiwan versus uh, China or CCP, um, Taiwan versus CCP, it's uh, it's it's still up in the air. It's quite possible that it won't happen, despite the fact that it's looking like it it can. Um, but I, it still had to be addressed, n nevertheless. And I'm glad I got your attention for this small while. Um, 
if you want to know uh, anything about it, I mean, just I mean, look it up. There's a lot of people that are covering the subjects uh, on it. There's a lot of people that could tell you what the CCP has done. Uh, just try to understand that it's that it is just the CCP. It's not necessarily the Chinese citizens. And I can I can claim that because of the, again the simple fact that that the Chinese are getting killed themselves by you know the CCP they're getting drowned they're getting evicted they're getting um, uh, they're getting the the COVID you know and speaking of COVID I'd like this time to point out and remind everybody. As I have before in other, um, in other uh, previous statements, the the CCP is what spreading COVID uh, was what spread the COVID. It was not China itself, okay. Um, and I, I can't find the info right now, but I'm going to go ahead and recite what I can remember. A uh, doctor, Wei Fang. In China, he was a scientist. He discovered uh, COVID-19, reported it, was told by CCP not to uh, mention everything, but to turn in all evidence and everything uh, to them. He was then placed into quarantine when he himself got infected. And if it wasn't for a family member sneaking in a camera recording this doctor, whose liver was attacked, his immune system was attacked, his liver was attacked, and his skin started to blacken. You know, he started to rot while alive with this uh, COVID, with this form of coronavirus. Okay? If it wasn't for that loved one that recorded him and spread that video like wildfire, I don't think anybody would have known that. Okay, now that's just the first guy, Dr. Weifeng. There was the fishing industry, the fishing and shipping industry. Okay, people in the shipping industry off their docks were reporting contaminated food. They noticed this stuff, they reported it. They were ordered by the CCP to be quiet about it and ship out the shipments of fish and other frozen foods anyway send it out some did some didn't they lost their jobs some lost their jobs and got arrested and a couple of them are actually missing to this day they are missing they vanished disappeared off the face of the earth okay now keep in mind we're still just on the subject of coronavirus I already mentioned to you the other forms of death that CCP has caused. But stick it to the coronavirus. Yeah. There are people that reported this. Chinese, ordinary citizens. They thought they were doing a good job reporting uh, something bad, preventing something worse from happening. And they wind up getting silenced to the point of getting, well, to the point of disappearing off the face of the earth. Which I think it's a pretty safe assumption to say that they were done. They wasn't willing, and it was a, it was in the form of a murder. 
a total of, I think, four scientists outside of Asia noticed contamination, noticed COVID, reported it. Uh, CCP demanded that Trump send them all back, expedite them back to China for investigation. And that they were to bring all of the data, info, and evidence with them. Now, two went into hiding. I don't know where the other two are. I can assume that they went back into uh, China. Where they are, I have no idea. But there's two right now. I think one is in the UK and the other here in the States that are under witness protection. Uh, so, you know, they can't do anything. They were doing a, they do, they were doing what they thought was the right thing, and this wound up happening. Okay. So, and I think it was under the "Stop the Asians, uh, Stop Hating the Asians" uh, segment where I brought this this very same historical uh, chronological historical facts up, uh, and. And I'm now revising it. Now that the topic of uh, the CCP has come back again, this time um, trying to take over Taiwan under under the clause of reunification, under trying to claim reunification with all the surrounding Asian countries, and just the dirtiness of it all, the the, the corruptness of it all that has come out of it all caused by the CCP so that's it right there and I'm, I'm I'm trying to bring it up again and again and again until everybody uh, you know understands that this isn't just some wacko complaining you know these events happened this stuff took place we've got a possibility of war Maybe not. It just depends on how well the cards are played uh, amongst the, the global leaders. And a couple of conflicts along the way. A couple of incidences. Everything from the past, uh, the, the past three years of the coronavirus all the way, or two years of the coronavirus all the way down to um, the incident on the football field that happened yesterday. The incident uh, concerning the anti-Indigenous uh, People's Day pro-Columbus declarations. You know, anti-removal anti, uh, of uh, the Columbus Day or replacing it. You know, and everybody's getting all in an uproar. You know, hating the wrong idea. You know, while everybody's looking at Asia, hating all the wrong Asians. And then looking at football, where everybody's hating uh, the usual. <laughs> everybody's hating the usual. The Dallas Cowboys. The one that makes it to the playoffs by crushing everybody that was supposed to already be in the playoffs, you know? That's projected to be there. That's projected to be in the finals. You know? Everybody hates the usual when it comes to the NFL. Everybody's hating... For all the wrong reasons when it comes to Indigenous Peoples Day. And the removal of Columbus Day. 
And of course, everybody's hating all the wrong people when it comes to the Chinese and getting them confused for the people that are murdering them and us. And those people being a government organization called the Chinese Communist Party. Just food for thought. Those are my opinions. Uh, well, my opinions backed up by fact. And uh, just had to share that with y'all. And that's the sole reason why. Because it, you can't get it here. You can't get it on anywhere else. Everybody else is doing rhetoric. Everybody else is doing propaganda and fear. And oh my gosh. You know. Somebody think of the children. And all this stuff. You know, especially over stuff that, that has nothing to do with them right now. You know. Uh, despite the fact that it's all for them to learn. You know, here on this show, we do common sense on common ground thinking. And uh, this this is the three subjects for today. Um, hope you all are staying safe out there. If you have any information or comments concerning these three subjects, um, the football fight, the uh, hating uh, indigenous people in the name of Columbus, or... Um, the possibility of war starting with Taiwan, uh, starting with Taiwan against China or the CCP, you know, those are the three subjects of today. Um, you got your opinion, go ahead and state it at at my town, gmail at gmail.com or a town, a town, my town at gmail.com. And, um, you know, go ahead and uh, post your comments. Uh, it's going to be email only. I don't have text. I don't have anything like that. Um, I don't have a website. This is it. This is the podcast right here. I do have a comment that I share on YouTube, Chris's comments. But I usually do that last. Just simply because everybody gets so butt hurt over something that they have to uh, complain and file a report. And then I'm grounded for another three months. You know? So if I get around to it, cool. Enjoy it. Um, if I don't, eh, screw it, you know, uh, if you can't see it because I got grounded again, uh, just remember this place right here, uh, anchor.fm, Chris's comments, slash Chris's comments, dot com, uh, no, not dot com, uh, I think it's, yeah, just anchor.fm, slash Chris's comments, and, uh, if you need to send me a personal note, do it through email, A-Town, my town, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, I'll go ahead and post that there in the link uh, in the bottom uh, for you to read. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Y'all take care of yourself. Enjoy a brand new week. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to some holidays. Uh, stay safe and be careful out there. Y'all take care. Take it easy. This is Chris with Chris's Comments signing out.